Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Nirmal Malaykul. North America has a major nuclear waste problem, and it's only growing. Right now, there are more than 100 reactors in the United States and Canada, but there are only a few long-term solutions for storing radioactive waste, which takes thousands of years to fully decompose. After years of research, an organization backed by the Canadian government has put out a plan to permanently store their nuclear waste underground. But one site that's become a finalist is 30 miles from Lake Huron, and American lawmakers near the Great Lakes strongly oppose it and have made that very clear to President Joe Biden ahead of his trip to Canada this week. So today, Politico's Joseph Jedian on the politics of North America's nuclear waste problem. It's Friday, March 24th. The Canadian Nuclear Waste Management Organization, or the NWMO, they were set up in 2002 to find a solution to the nuclear waste problem that's in Canada. It's about 150,000 metric tons in both Canada and the U.S. What they're doing is they're looking to build a permanent waste site, and that would be underground. What they're looking at doing is finding a site that's safely and scientifically sound that can withstand 500 meters beneath the ground. So what they want to do is they want to build this repository under the ground about 500 meters. So that's like the Sears Tower. And they want to take these used fuel bundles, put them in copper containers, through a tunnel, dig them into boreholes and seal it with bentonite clay. It started at about 22 sites about 10 years ago. And Now they narrowed it down to two sites, one of them in South Bruce, Ontario, which is about 30 miles from Lake Huron. Right. And this plan comes as President Joe Biden met with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau this week. And you're reporting that American lawmakers near the Great Lakes are pretty opposed to Canada's plan and have been making that clear to Biden. What sort of pressure have lawmakers been putting on him and why? Right. So the thing is, it's actually been an issue for about 10 years when the South Bruce site was first introduced as a possible option. Representative Dan Kildee has been introducing these resolutions urging President Biden and past presidents to have a conversation with the prime minister about Xing out South Bruce as an option completely. Their issue is that it's so close to the Great Lakes and especially for someone like Representative Dan Kildee, who represents Flint, Michigan. Flint, Michigan is the place where there was a secretive cost-cutting measure about 10 years ago that poisoned the drinking water. So obviously, toxic water is a very sensitive issue to him and to his constituents. So they haven't come up with any strong messages other than urging Biden to fix it. The interesting thing, again, is that Kildee is pro-permanent repository. So they're just asking Biden to have this conversation and get them out of the Great Lakes. 
Got it. And it seems like from your reporting that American towns that would be impacted have pretty mixed feelings about this plan. But what about the Canadian side? Are Canadian lawmakers and the impacted towns all in on this plan? Actually, we don't know yet. So there are two final sites. One of them is South Bruce, Ontario that I mentioned, which is about 30 miles from Lake Huron. And then we have Ignace, Ontario, which is close to the Manitoba border. Now, these two places in Ontario have citizens that have been putting up like petitions for years, you know, and there's a lot of people there that are opposed to it for a myriad of reasons. One of them is that they don't exactly want nuclear waste near them. The Nuclear Waste Management Organization does say the risks are very safe. There will be a referendum in South Bruce sometime this year, probably to find out if they even want it in the first place. And in Ignace, Ontario, it's going to be decided by a town council. Got it. And just to backtrack a little bit and give some scope about this fight, how is nuclear waste currently stored in the U.S. and Canada right now? And how could Canada's plan change nuclear waste disposal in North America more broadly? Right. So it's common practice for decades upon decades to store nuclear waste in decommissioned reactors or in other surface level facilities. And that would put nuclear waste on the ground level, you know. Now, this plan, it would follow other international plans that includes Finland, Sweden, I think a few other places that are planning on building a permanent repository underground. And if this does happen, Canada would be the first in North America to have a permanent repository that's underground. One interesting thing is in the 1980s, the United States wanted to build their own permanent repository near the Great Lakes. But who opposed it? The Canadian federal and provincial governments. And what happened was after hearing these complaints, Congress decided to move on from it Also, on Thursday, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm sparred with a Republican lawmaker over her recent comments about China and clean energy at a House Appropriations Subcommittee hearing. Granholm accused Pennsylvania Representative Guy Reschenthaler of mischaracterizing her statements from earlier this month that she was, quote, hopeful that the U.S. can learn from what China is doing, as well as a 2021 remark on whether the U.S. has the, quote, moral authority to call out China. Granholm reiterated on Thursday that Washington should follow Beijing's lead in investing in clean energy. The encounter comes as Republicans have criticized the Biden administration for a rush to green energy that they contend will increase U.S. reliance on clean energy equipment from China and have pledged to scrutinize spending under the Inflation Reduction Act. Meanwhile, the Biden administration has touted the IRA's manufacturing provisions as already driving billions in new private sector spending on domestic manufacturing. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Raghu Manavalan edited the show this week. Jenny Ament is the executive producer of audio at Politico. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. 
I'm Nirmal Malaykul, and we'll see you back on Monday. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.